morning, we're going to go to Genesis chapter 2. Of course, today is Mother's Day, and Mother's Day is a special day. And I want to preach a message today. The title of it is, She Shall Be Called Woman. Today, I'm going to be talking about women, what the Bible says about it. And um, I hope you all will definitely pay attention to this whole message. And I think most of you all, you know me. We've got visitors here that don't know me well yet. But one thing that I hope uh, you think about me, I and I hope, I really hope it's true. I try, but you know, I'm I'm a nice person. I, th- I think I'm a nice guy. Um, but sometimes, you know, you, the truth sounds mean sometimes. Okay, and I don't ever try to be mean when I'm preaching. Okay, now I, I have had a pretty bad weekend. I just uh, last night I put a rock through my main big window in the new house. Um, yeah, with the lawnmower, that really didn't help me out very much. Um, y'all notice I got the mark of the beast on my forehead right now. I, I had a little accident. I'm weed eating and not paying attention. I walked right into a branch, and uh, that hurt really bad. And uh, you know, this morning I had some clothing problems. I brought the wrong suit with that did not go with these pants, and it would have clashed bad. I couldn't get away with it, and. 
Uh, you know, I had to go back and get the other. You know, so it's just like I think the devil's been trying to put me in a bad mood because some of the things I'm going to talk about today, yeah, get me a little fired up too. But I want to try to do this in a good, happy spirit. But if I do seem mad, it's don't. It's not personal. It's just the devil, man. He's been hitting me with everything he's got, trying to get me in a bad mood. But I'm not. And this, uh, this is truth we're going to be talking about. And we need to understand too that there's a lot of terminology that the world throws at us all the time. And if you speak out against those things, sometimes people they can take it the wrong way. And they will think that you are bashing something that we are not bashing at all. And one thing, uh, and we're talking to women today, and one thing that is very clear that, that I believe as an individual that the Scriptures agree with this, we as a church believe this, but we believe, I believe women are very special. I also believe that women are equal with men. But, this is where I'm different than a lot of people these days. I also believe or different. There are some pretty big differences between men and women. And you know what? That's a good thing. That is a very good thing. In our society today, it I mean, you're not allowed to notice the difference between men and women. But I'm sorry, I can't help it. Their differences are pretty big. And it's the way God made us. And it is okay. And let me tell you, there is something about that team of a man and woman that just it, it kind of completes everything. And in Genesis chapter 2, we're going to read verse 18. But we're going to talk about this is God's final creation. The completer, uh, it was the completer of the one thing in creation that was not good. And it was the one thing that made all things very good and complete. It was the one thing that was, that was left to be created so history could continue. And that is the woman. And in verse 18 of Genesis chapter 2, it says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Now, when you read this passage, do you think that God was thinking that animals would be the companion for man? Was God just did God not know what he was doing here? But God ha- why did God have Adam bring all these animals? This is kind of a side note here, and this is very important uh, for ladies to understand, and I-, I hope you'll get this. But he brings all these animals, and whatever Adam called them, that's what he called them. We just got a cat recently, and we were all discussing what we were going to name the cat. And I said, well, why don't we just name it the same thing that Adam named it? Cat. And no, they wanted to give it a real name and all that. But that's what I, I said. If we have, if we ever get a goat, we're going to name it Goat, and we're you know we're going to you know, we're going to name the animal same thing Adam named it. But family doesn't like that. They all want to give it real name real names. But listen, this is why I personally believe the Bible doesn't say. But before God was going to give Adam this gift of woman, this wife, I think God wanted Adam to do something. To He wanted him to accomplish something first. And ladies, especially if you're not married, don't ever just let some guy just because he's a, just because he's a guy does not mean he's worthy of you. All right, make him be worthy of you. Make you know marry a guy that's accomplished something. Understand your value. If you can get anything from this message, understand the value that you have, the importance that you have. Ladies, these days are selling themselves so cheap to these just some bums that are out there. 
Do not do that. God told Adam, before I'm going to give you this wonderful gift, I want you to accomplish something. And that was no easy task, naming all the animals of the earth. But that's what God had Adam do. And then it says, And Adam gave names to all the cattle and to the fowl of the air and every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found in help meat for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. Notice so this is bone of my bones. This was this woman that God gave him was a part of Adam. Adam was not complete just by himself in his own physical form. This woman completed him. It was it was something that was God made specifically for him. I believe that God has somebody. I know not everybody gets married. That's not for everybody. We see that in the New Testament. But listen, I believe for the most part, most of us, God wants us to get married. God has somebody for us. If everybody, uh, you know, men and women cease to be together, our human race would not last a whole lot longer. And there's, uh, I mean, you know, we're not talking so much about wives today, but boy, I mean, they're just, they're they're wonderful. And mothers, there's just something special about a mother. Adam, he made that statement. She shall be called woman. He called her Eve because she was the mother of all living. And I want to I want to go over some verses about mothers real quickly here in the Bible. But Exodus twenty twelve says, "Honor thy father and thy mother." One of the Ten Commandments: Honor your mother. Honor your father. There's something special about parents. There's something special about a mother. You ought to, you ought to respect them. Leviticus 19, verse 3. Ye shall fear every man his mother and his father. And that word fear, that's talking about a respect. Not that you're scared of them, but you ought to fear them. My mom, she's a very small lady. Uh, she's nothing really to be scared of, but I do fear my mother. I respect her. I'd be scared to disrespect her. I'd be scared to do anything to hurt her. I have too much respect for her. But in 2 Samuel 20.19, I like this verse. There was a whole city that's about to be attacked because of one man. And there was a woman that was in this city that calls out to, I believe it was Joab that was coming after the city. And she said, I am one of them that are peaceable and faithful in Israel. Thou seekest to destroy a city and a mother in Israel. Why do you think she mentioned that part? This is Joab. He's a warrior. Okay, He's killed more people than you can probably imagine. But she says, I'm a mother. You know why? Because she knew that's going to get this guy. Even though this is a fierce warrior, there's just something about a mother. And Joab's like, hey, I don't want to destroy the whole city. And I think we talked about this mother last year. He said, if you'll just... The mother said, hey, if we throw this guy's head over the wall to you, Will you leave us alone? And that mama who wanted to protect her kids, she went and they got they got the people to cut that guy's head off. They threw it over the wall to Joab, and he left him alone. But that's how she got to him. There's a mother here, and he didn't want to do that. Psalms 35 verse 14. I I behaved myself as though he had been my friend or brother. I bowed down heavily as one that mourneth for his mother. 
There's a when you when you lose your mom, there's something about that. Psalms fifty twenty, thou sittest and speakest against thy brother, thou slanderest thine own mother's son. Well, what's your mother's son? Well, it's your brother. Okay? But why would you refer to him as your mother's son? Because it's easy to probably hate your brother sometimes. I never had any brothers, but I had some sisters and I wanted to kill them a few times. But let me tell you something though. They throw in this whole, this whole, this is my mother's son. You do understand that if you kill me, brother, that you are going to hurt mom. Alright, alright. As much as I like to kill you, I can't hurt my mother. There's just something, there's something about mothers. Psalms, or Proverbs 23.22 Hearken unto thy father that beget thee and despise not thy mother when she is old. This respect thing, this honoring thing, this is not something that we do just when we're kids. This goes on even after they're old. Proverbs 30.11 There is a generation that curseth their father and doth not bless their mother. I think we're living... We have a generation like that today. This is a good verse here. Proverbs 30, verse 17. The eye that mocketh at his father and despiseth to obey his mother, the ravens of the valley shall pick it out and the young eagles shall eat it. Eat his eyes out. That doesn't sound good. But you know what? That's what God thinks about people who are bad to their parents and bad to their mothers. But you know, those of us who are Bible believers, we truly understand just the value and the purpose of a woman. I mean, I'll be the first one to admit it. I mean, I would be in huge trouble without my wife. I mean, I love my wife more you can imagine. I need her bad. Uh, my mom, my mom is very, very special. You know, my my daughters. I mean, I I love them to death. I just I can't even imagine life without them. But you know, one thing that we do know is Satan. He attack. He goes after the woman. He did it. In Genesis chapter three, the very first woman he went after. There was a moment where Adam and Eve obviously weren't together. What reason we don't know really doesn't matter. But he saw an opportunity and he came in as that serpent and he deceived the woman and got her to eat that fruit. And the truth is, he's been going at he's been going after men and women ever since. And you know what? There is a group, or I guess I could say a philosophy that I think has attacked women today that Satan has used that while they have pretended to be a group that's trying to help women, they have done so much to hurt them. Satan, when he went to Eve, he was trying, he acted like he was trying to help her. Hey, the Lord doth know that when ye eat this, you will be as gods. Remember that? You're going to be like God. You'll be equal with God if you eat this fruit. And of course, Satan was lying. And there's a group today that is trying to basically get women to be something that they're not. And they are, they've really hurt them in a lot of ways. And I went on, I went on a website this week. I mean, I, I was kind of studying some stuff for this message and I was absolutely horrified at what I saw. And don't take this wrong, but it was, it was feminist, feminism.org. And when you bash feminism, people think, oh, you're against women voting, you're against women's rights. Not talking about that at all. I went on that website, and almost everything that I saw on there was just them. I mean, it was just wickedness that was on there. Doing everything they can to turn women into men. Doing every, I mean, they had, 
You know, basically feminism, what it has become is it's nothing more than an organization teaching women independence from men, but dependence on the government. There's all this stuff on there talking about you're independent, you're great, but you know, sign up for this program with the government. We'll take care of you. You don't need men to take care of you, but you obviously do need us. And they act like they're empowering women, and they are it's absolutely horrible the things that they're teaching them. Almost everything on there is teaching them that you're a victim. Are you a victim of this? Are you a victim of that? You know, and I mean just giving them a victim mentality, teaching you that you're a strong and powerful, but let us take care of you. All kinds of things promoting different drugs and things that you can get on to help you with all your problems that they helped create. I mean, it was just horrible. Trying to get them to act like men. All tons of stuff on there. Trying to tell, you know, give them everything they can to keep them from getting pregnant. But at the same time, on that website, there was a thing bashing programs and groups that try to promote abstinence with young ladies. Why are they so against that? I mean, it, they, it's like they want you to be just as promiscuous as possible, but they don't ever want you to have to worry about having any kids. They, and it's just, it's absolutely crazy. And if you do get pregnant, by the way, there's a lot of stuff on there that can help you find an abortion clinic to help you get rid of that baby. I mean, it was just, I could not believe all the things that I saw on there. It, it was horrible. All in the name of helping women and empowering women. And yet, all these things that they're promoting on there are just destroying them today and hurting them and causing so much misery. And I personally believe that one of the biggest problems with the women in our culture today it are the men that are in their lives. I mean, a woman, listen, a woman, they can do whatever it takes to protect her fam- their family. Alright, I mean, so we talked about that one mom. I mean, women, you start messing with their kids, they're scary. Okay? The Bible says a woman is the weaker vessel, okay? They're, generally, they're not strong. Now, there's some women out there, they could probably take me in three seconds. I mean, there's some, there's some, Tough, scary women out there. But for the most part, they're usually weaker unless you're messing with their kids or something. The man, the claws come out and they can just, they can tear you apart. They're scary. Alright? But manliness is needed in the home and in our nation. And because men aren't doing the job, women, they usually are, they'll, they, they've stepped up to kind of take their place and to fill in the gap. And I guess a good way to kind of illustrate how it works. Have you ever wondered why is it that women are usually the housekeepers? You ever wondered that? Why women are usually the ones that do the cooking and the cleaning and all that? Because, well, it's because that's the woman's place. That's where she belongs in the kitchen, you know. I mean, yeah, you hear that stuff, and I might even get accused of saying that after this message today, but I don't, I don't think that. But the real reason is, is men, we see needs to. Hey, we, guys don't like a messy house. Guys like good food. It's just, we can put up with it a little longer, I think. We see the mess. I don't like that mess, but. If I ignore it, the wife will take care of it. I shouldn't be saying this. I'm going to get myself in trouble, but it's just, hey. Yeah, yeah she, we need to go shut that thing off over there so she can't hear what I'm saying. But we have the ability to do that. You know, why is it? And I, honestly, okay, with all our kids when they were younger, um, I usually, when I would hear them crying at night, I usually uh, didn't ignore I, I just didn't hear it. I'd sleep right through it. But you know, women they're a little more instinctive with, and if I did hear it, I knew I could probably put up with the crying a little longer than she could, and so they've just kind of stepped in. 
and done those things. And traditionally, men in, in certain areas, we've stepped up in different areas and we've taken care of some of the other things. You know, guys are more into the yard work and you know the garage. That's my area. I'm supposed to keep clean and all all that kind of stuff. We've got our territory and our areas where we usually step up. But in more and more areas these days, guys are not stepping up. Guys are not doing the things that they ought to be doing. They are not doing their part. And more and more women are stepping up. And that's why we've got some, you know, we need some manly people in this country. And that's why we got some of these women out there that, that could, you know, clean our clocks if they wanted to. Because they've, somebody's had to step up and be the strong one. Somebody's had to step up and be the man. Part of the problem, uh, today is there's a lot of effeminates out there. That, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Verse nine. I want you. To, I want you to look at that verse. First Corinthians chapter six, and verse nine says, "Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God." And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. Notice all those people in that group with effeminates that are mentioned. It's not a good group to be in, but that word effeminate, it basically means a man or a boy having traits, tastes, habits, etc. traditionally considered feminine as softness or delicacy. Another example of characterized by excessive softness, delicacy, self-indulgence. A feminine luxury, you know. I'm all for ladies. You know, you want to go and get your manicures done. You want to get your hair done and all that stuff. I'm all for that. But boy, I worry about a guy that's doing that. I mean, if you're, I mean, I guess you want to get a manicure. I don't want to be politically incorrect, but I'm just not impressed by that kind of thing. I remember my sister. She was going through, you know, beauty school to be able to cut hair and do all that kind of stuff, and she needed. So many people to practice on, you know, doing haircuts and all these things. And so I went into this place that was, uh, where it was a school, it was, it was like a beauty shop. And I'm in there, and I, I'm just telling you, I didn't like it. I'm used to going to a barber. There's a difference between a barber and a beauty shop, alright? They, the beauty shop might be able to give a better haircut. But there's a difference, alright? I mean, barber shops, you know, it's usually guys in there, there's always talking about sports and things like that. I mean, it's just, that's what, that's what I like, but it's like all women in there and they're all getting perms and hair dyed and all, I mean, they're getting makeovers, they got mud on their face and all this stuff, doing all these things. And the thing that just bothered me the most about it, I mean, you could tell they were loving it. I mean, they were really enjoying having all this stuff done and I'm in there and I'm just thinking, I don't like this. This just isn't manly. <laughs> and I want it out of there. And there was, uh, there was one of the guys that were there that, uh, was one of the beauty shop people that, Honestly, he scared me a little bit. Uh, he he was very effeminate. We went to I took the boys to one barber here, not a barber here in town. I took them to one of the other other places, and the guy, I mean, he had these long, really pretty fingernails, and he talked really sweet, and I didn't like it. I said, "We're not going back there." I had to pay more, but I started taking him to the man barber just because. Hey, I like, we need we need manliness, and there's too much of this effeminate stuff, and it's bad. We need men in our culture, and we need women, and we need men to be men. We need women to be women, and women today they've been lying to you so much into being into removing everything that 
is what gives them fulfillment and what God has created them for. And one of the things that every woman needs, but many of these things in our society today are killing this, is women, girls, they need mothers and fathers. We just do. Everybody, they need mothers and fathers. But especially that father-daughter relationship is so important. Daughters, they need that praise from their father. Now, feminism has done a lot to you know, separate women and men, husbands and wives. And listen, I'm not, listen if, if you're in some relationship where some guy is being abusive to you and stuff, I mean, that guy's scum, he's a dirtbag, he ought to be in jail, he ought to be put down like a dog. I'm not saying you've got to stay with him. Alright? I'm not saying that at all. But one thing, your parents, or your, your kids, they need that mom and dad. And that's why you want to make sure you marry a real man. A real man doesn't need to beat on a woman. It doesn't need to happen. A real man is not going to do that. And daughters, they need that praise from the father. I remember my sisters, thankfully, one of the things with them, they were kind of snobby with some of the guys that would come around. They didn't really give them the time of day. And I always thought, you know, as much as I wanted to kill my sisters most of the time growing up, I thought, I want to raise my daughters that same way. I don't want them to just go along with any guy that comes along. Make the guy earn them. Make the guy work for him a little bit. My oldest sister, her husband, the first time uh, that you know he had kind of pursued her, she didn't really go along with it, and that's you know that's okay. Make him work for you. And one of the reasons I think my sisters were like that is my dad. He boosted their confidence quite a bit. He taught them that they were precious. He taught them that they were special. And that it would need the guy that came along for them would need to be a special guy, and just some punk would come along, and they he weren't getting the time of day. And it's sad how many women these days they will just take anybody. I was in the restaurant not too long ago, and this nice-looking young girl's in there with just this low life of a guy. I mean, he's all pierced up, just a loser. And they're in there, and I'm sitting there close to the table, and I can kind of hear them talking. I'm by myself, and you all do it too. You listen to other people's conversations sometimes when you're in public. And I'm listening, and this guy's he's talking about how he can't get a job because nobody wants to hire felons. And he and I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, why are you even with this guy? And then I noticed too when they got done, the girl paid for the meal. The girl left and got in her car and drove the guy away. And I remember just thinking, that's the best you can get. You, I mean, and I, I wonder if that girl had a father. Because you know, I see some of these girls with guys. I'm thinking, if I was a dad, I would be dead before that guy would ever get in a car with my daughter. I'd be dead. I'd be, or I'd be in jail because I shot the guy or something. And you know, they need that protection and they need that they need that confidence that comes from a father. You know. Listen, I know what feminism teaches, but just like guys, we need women in our lives. Women, you need men in your lives. You need that. Daughters need that protection from a father. Um, husbands is another thing. They need husbands. Not. I know this is 2013, but ladies, you don't need wives or life partners. I'm sorry we even have to talk about that in this day and age, but that's the day and age that we live in. Okay, it's husbands. God made a man and a woman. Women they need they need companionship. They need the protection of, of a husband. And guys, we need somebody to protect. It's in our DNA. 
It's in our genetics. I mean, for all those years, the pioneers and stuff, the guys, they'd always have, you know, whenever the wolves and coyotes and things would come around, they'd have to go outside shooting at them. Whenever they needed something to eat, they'd have to go out and shoot a deer, shoot a rabbit or something. And that's why us guys, we, we still like to shoot things sometimes. Even though we're not in danger, even though there's not a problem, we just, we want to shoot something. But, you know, women, they're, you know, they're the more compassionate kind. Women also, something else they need, they need to nurture. They're the compassionate ones. You know, an animal comes along, it's in our DNA. Hey, I gotta go out and shoot that thing. I gotta go, I gotta get rid of it. No, you can't shoot it. But it's a skunk. The thing stinks. You can't shoot it, it's too cute. Look how, look how cute that thing is. It's just looking for something to eat. Hey, that, that's women. They need to, they like to, they like to feed animals and critters and feed people. You know, guys, we like to shoot things. I mean, it's just, it's how we are. And thank the Lord, we've got, you know, we've got that team. You've got both. And, but yeah, you know, guys, we're, we like, we like to protect things. But women these days, I heard, you know, chivalry, it's just kind of leaving our culture. Feminism has killed it. There was, I talked, there was a friend of mine one time, he said he was at a gas station one time, and some lady came walking in, he went to open the door for her. She's like, I don't need you to hold the door for me. I can open the door fine all by myself. It's like good night. Someone ever said that to me, I'd say, "I'm sorry, I thought you were a lady." <laughs> and this, you know, but uh, that wouldn't be nice either. But hey, you know, we are we need just like women, they need to be protected. Guys, we need somebody to protect. And our culture is trying to teach that women don't need protection. On all the new princess movies for girls, they're not allowed to have the prince saving the princess anymore. The kids this morning they were watching uh, Enchanted. The princess saves the guy. I was like, "You got to be, you know." That made me mad when I first saw that. Come on, but you know, we got it. We got to promote feminism. We got to show that you know, hey, women don't need to be protected. You know, we can take care of ourselves. They've got all these movies these days where you know women are all beating up all the guys. And listen, there are some women that can beat up guys. But they're usually some of these big, butchy, manly things that you're not even sure if they're men or women. It's not these skinny little things that are. I mean, it's just it's crazy. It's it's absolutely crazy, but we're having this shoved down our throat, and people wonder why everything's so messed up in society. Listen, something we all need: women need to be protected, and guys need somebody to protect. You know, women, go ahead and let your husband just shoot something sometimes, so he can feel like he protected the house. I know it's just a possum; but those things are ugly. They got sharp teeth; they're scary. You're going to want to take care of them. Let him shoot it, so he can feel like, oh, I saved the house from that rabid beast. That's just that's what we do. That's what we do. And it's kind of what makes the world go around. The women they need they need to nurture. Ephesians chapter six verse four. I think this is interesting. But women they're the more nurturing kind. Okay, they they like to take care of things. They're better with kids. They're you know like I said even even animals and stuff. I mean guys we see a you know we see a hungry cat or something. Get rid of that. Get out of here. You know. I see people pointing fingers and stuff. You know, when they they want to feed it, you can't feed it. He'll keep coming back. We won't be able to get rid of it. You know, guys, the practical thing with women—that's just that's how they are. And it, you know, it's fine. That's wonderful. That's the way it should be. And Ephesians six four says, "And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord." Do you know? I look. There's no place in the Bible where it tells the women to nurture. Their children. It only mentions it the fathers. I personally think the reason that it is not in the Bible is it didn't need to be. It's just in nature 
for women to take care of their children. It's against nature for women to be killing their children, which goes on quite a bit today. But it's it's totally natural. We see that in the animal kingdom. Some of them animals out there, they're not that scary unless you are around their babies. And they can be scary. I was riding a bike one time along the canal and there were these geese that were along there. And I noticed they had some baby geese. And man, that mama goose, she came after me and started making this hissing noise at me. Gave me chills. Scared me to death. I could could take a goose. But I wasn't going to try. That thing scared me. That noise it made, it, it, it did it scare me. When I came back that same way, it was still there. I got as far over as I possibly could because that thing, I don't think it could have killed me, but I think it could have caused me some pain enough that I wasn't going to mess with his babies. And you know what I'm talking about. And that is completely natural. They like to keep them, they like to keep them comfortable. You know, whenever anything's going on, I mean, you know, the, the women, they just, they want to have all their kids around. They want to get all the family close together and just, they, they, they like, they want to feed. They want to clothe. They want to. They want to comfort. And God had to tell dads to. You know, dads need to do that too. But we're just. We just don't naturally do it. You know, dads. I mean, thank the Lord that there's women, because you know, kids. They need to be tough. But you know what? Sometimes they need to go to the hospital. Sometimes they get hurt pretty bad. Y'all just walk it off, son. You know, the dads. We'd probably just ignore most things. But thank the Lord, there's those moms there that no, hey, he's he's bleeding bad. I can see his bone. We got to get him to the hospital, you know. And uh, we—it's just that it's the way it is. It's nature. But nurturing it means to—it means to feed and protect, or to nurture one offspring. That's the dictionary definition. So why are women usually the cooks? I don't know. Maybe they get a better feeling out of out of feeding a family. I get a good feeling out of eating. I don't really, I don't really enjoy feeding people. Um, it's just not me. Now, to support and encourage. That's one of the greatest things that a woman can do for a man is be supportive and encourage him. You know, guys, we're we're not you know, we're not the emotional ones. I mean, we're just we're tough as nails. I mean, nothing gets to us. That's the way we act sometimes. But sometimes uh, you know, we get down, we get a little discouraged. And boy, that encouragement is huge. It says to support and encourage as during a period of training or development. You know, mothers, they're usually the ones the kid comes home, you know, mom, I got a D. You know, the dad, what? What? You're grounded for the rest of your life. Mother, no. You know, the mother, she'll go and help him with the homework. Try to encourage him. Listen, you can do better than that. You know, they're, they're the more gentle ones. It's, that, that's just the woman. Also, to nurture, it says to bring up, train, Educate. You know, I think that's one of the problems with the children in our culture is in our society, the dads kind of, in our culture, the dads kind of left the picture a long time ago. Moms are probably there a little more than the dads are, but moms aren't around that much either. Moms are, you know, they're too busy working 14 jobs and involved in every other program in the world and they're never around for the kids. And listen, back in the day, I mean, it was the moms that did it all that raised them, that trained them, that educated them. And women, they do. They need to take care of things, and it's it's just how they are. I mean, when if, when you were a kid and you were if you were sick, who did you want by your bed, mom or dad? And you wanted mom. She was better at it. I mean, dad could take your temperature too, but there was just something about how mom did it that was just better. You know, it's it's the way God made them. God God put these things in them. 
And it's just, and it's, it's a wonderful thing. And you know, the problem today is women have tried so hard competing with guys, trying to be men, and men are trying so hard to compete with women and be women that it's just messed everything up. I think that's why we're having all these psychological problems today. I mean, there, there's, uh, I think a lot of that plays into it. And what men need to do and women need to do, and we're talking mainly to women today, is you just need to understand who you are and be, and it is a wonderful thing to be a woman. It is, I mean, there is no value that you can really put on it. In Proverbs 31, verse 10 through 31, wonderful passage of scripture, I'll read it, but it starts out, who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. You can't really put a price on a good woman. Their value is great. And what women need to do today is understand that they, I mean, have some self-worth. Too many women, they just, they don't, it's like they don't respect themselves and they prove it with some of the guys that they end up with. Recognize your value. And then set some standards for yourself and for the men you allow in your life. Go ahead and have some standards. Say, hey, you know, you gotta be, you know, you gotta have a job. You gotta be able to provide for me. You gotta be able to do this. Set some standards and then do not compromise them. Listen, guys know how to talk. Guys can be slick talkers. I mean, they're all, I mean, I mean, all, all of us guys, I mean, we've all thought we were going to be millionaires at one or two points in our life. I mean, boy, we could, we could sell our wives for sure, but it didn't really happen, did it? I mean, we, we can all talk a good game, but make, get somebody that's actually done a good game for a little while. Make him prove himself. Make him accomplish something. Just like God had Adam do a really a great accomplishment, naming all those animals. God gave him a big job to do before he gave him a wife. Tell the guy, before you're going to get me, you're going to have to at least have a job for a while. You're going to have to at least accomplish something. Do not compromise those standards. Do not sell yourself short. Wait on the Lord. Isaiah 40.31 But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. It's hard to wait sometimes. It's hard to, it, it's, it is. It's tough. It might seem like you're going to have to wait forever. But listen, if you wait on the Lord, He'll renew your strength. He'll give you the strength. And he, I mean, He'll reward you greatly for it. Lamentations 3.25 The Lord is good unto them that wait for Him to the soul that seeketh Him. I thought I've known so many young ladies that are 20, 21 years old and some bum comes along and sweet talks him. It's like, why are you taking that guy? I'm afraid I'm going to be an old maid. Well, first of all, you're only 21. Second of all, I, I used to tell the teenage boys and girls in my class this all the time. I said, you know what? There's nothing in the world that is better than a good wife and a, and a good marriage. Tell them that. So there's there's nothing that'll make you happier, nothing that'll give you more fulfillment, and all that. But I said there's no greater nightmare than getting the wrong one. And I tell them, wait on the Lord. I understand you're anxious. But understand, you get the wrong one, it could be years and years of misery. Wait on the Lord. It's not easy. It is easier said than done. But you've got to set some standards for yourself. And do not compromise them. You are worth it. 
You are worth it. Some of the very people that are promoting feminism and promoting all this independent stuff are with some of these bums. And you're just like, you're talking about how wonderful and how strong and powerful they are, but you have that low standards that you allow that into your life. Listen, there there are there's some bums out there. Oh no, everybody's good, everybody's wonderful. You know, that guy, he just he just needs a good woman to straighten him out. Tell you what, I think most wives in here would agree. If my wife was in here, she'd probably agree. You don't change the guy a whole lot after they get married. I mean some things change a little bit, but for the most part, they stay the same. If they're a slob when you get married, they'll probably be a slob years after you're married. But you know what? You just kind of learn how to deal with some things. And if he's got stuff in his life that you don't think you can deal with, stay away. Respect yourself enough to say, no, I'm not going to have anything to do with it. You are worth it. You are special. You're created by God. You have a specific purpose from God. You are just as special as any man. But understand, we're different. And don't don't try to be a man. And guys, don't try to be a woman. It's I've always said the only thing I can't stand more than a woman trying to be a man is a man trying to be a woman. I don't like it. It's not good. What people need to accept is just the fact that men and women are different. God made us different. And it's a good thing. Adam said, She shall be called woman. I like how he said that too. He said it... <clears throat> I picture him just saying it almost in the way I... It was it was kind of an honorary title. It was something that this is this is what God is going to call, or this is what everyone's going to call woman. This is a wonderful thing. It, he said, "This is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh." Adam was thrilled to death at this wonderful gift that God had that God had given. And today we have a holiday where we're celebrating mothers. But I tell I. In a world today that talks a big game about women and about us, I don't think they're getting the respect that they need at all. In fact, I think we're going backwards in our society when it comes to when I think we're going backwards fast. They deserve honor. They deserve respect. They deserve to be. I mean, Bible. I didn't read the verse, but um, oh, I need to read this verse. It's a great verse. Uh, I lost, but the Bible says to give the wife honor as under the weaker vessel. We understand that physically, while they may be weaker than us, because of that, we give them extra care and respect. Just like there are some items in your house that uh, you know you don't have to worry about a whole lot breaking. They're good, strong things. I don't worry about rocks hitting the siding on my house, but I do the windows. <laughs> They can't take. They break a little. They break a little easier. So I have to be a little more careful. And women, because you're the weaker vessel, as it says in the Bible, we should be giving extra honor and extra care. And I don't believe we're doing that in our society today. And I think part of it is women have stopped demanding it. They've put absolutely no expectations on men. They've put no requirements on their guys. You need to demand. The, you need to demand these things. If you're gonna if you're gonna get them, you you do deserve it. So with that, let's all stand together, heads bowed and eyes closed.